Hey, this is Craig Z List, referee, manager, sometimes wrestler, pretty much anything that you want to do in the business I've done or will do. And I am on the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You should be calling me your shirt there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can, and that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring, and who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling. You can find him at DCW UWC Totem pizza party pro he is a referee a manager and a wrestler he does whatever you need him to do in the business but more importantly he is featured on this title card with his name pretty pretty large size i'm not just gonna big, lie about it big. but he is the man the myth the legend craig z list you got that right about the legend part legend in my own mind legend in my own time that's right <laughs> yo thank you for coming on the show well, thank you for having me appreciate it Oh yeah, I was definitely excited. We got to uh, we got to meet each other. Uh, we've actually kind of met each other a couple times, just kind of like backstage. But then, like a few weeks ago, we actually got to work together, and I was just I was just enamored with like the the way you're able to like take an idea and mold it and like bend it so it just like fit perfectly into into a structure. And I was I was I was like, this is awesome! I can't believe we get to work together. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. I just uh... I just do what I do to make the most out of anyone I work with. I want to make them look good, me look good. I want everyone to look good in the match so that uh, it benefits everyone in the matches and that benefits the company. So it's all cyclical. Yeah, definitely. And I, I felt like I felt when I was getting to talk with you and uh, Dave Dahl, like I got really comfortable and I was just like, all right, cool. Like I know, cause I knew, I already knew that we were, I was already going to be in good hands, but just knowing that I was like, yo, like I wasn't, I was just there and I got to experience like what it is to be around a lot of people, with a lot of great minds. It was just so much fun to be able to pick people's brains and just kind of like learn really quick. And like, even like we were joking back and forth about the rule book and I was just, <laughs> I, I found it to be such a, a fun thing to be able to just kind of like talk about back and forth. <laughs> yeah. That, that just kind of happened. That just kind of WWE actually put out a book of rules and I ordered it because I'm a huge mark for stuff like this. And I looked at it and it was just like, all BS and there's a few rules in there, but there's like supposedly scribbles and stuff in there. And I'm like, ah, I can use this. So I just put IWA book of wrestling on there and I used it for that. And it just, it gets over really well. <laughs> I really did like it. <laughs> Cause even like in the back while we were talking and stuff like that, there was a part where you're like, yeah, I'll do this. And I'd be like, yeah, I can just point and be like, this is the wrong rule book. <laughs> you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it's good to have fun. And, uh, I, I really like working with Dave Dahl, uh, honestly, because he's the most branded guy that I've known. I mean, he has his, he's like his own brand and he's sponsored and he's got all, all this stuff and God bless him, you know? Yeah, he is definitely like very like, it is cool too, because the ideas that he comes out with, right? And the things that he can do, like, especially with his brand, right? Because, you know, uh, My House Sports Entertainment, like that's his big sponsorship. Uh, he, he was running out there with the flags. And it's like, oh, dude, man. I love that. I love that. That was so much fun. I thought I saw it and I was like, yeah, I was like, that's definitely a very college atmosphere. Like, and I was like, I'm mm -hmm. all about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, as, as, long, 
I'm oh, sorry, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, as long, as long as it pisses the, the fans off, I'm all for it. <laughs> so just for our listeners and our viewers who may not know who you are, who is Craig Z List? How could you not know who I am? I'm Craig Z List, manager extraordinaire. Uh, no, I mean, I've been, God, what if I've been uh, doing something in the business in some way, shape or form since like 1995. Like I used to be a ringside photographer and I did that for God, 15 years. And I actually, not too many people know this part. I was a freelance photographer slash, I guess, interviewer for this magazine called New Wave Wrestling. So I got to meet and interview various people. My top interviews were uh, Bobby Heenan, Mae Young, and the Road Warriors. They got to see print. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and I did photography for about 15 years. And then I kind of got bored of that. I'm like, and I wanted to do something else. And at the same time, Zach Connor, the booker at DCW, came up with this great idea because he saw my passion for the business. He's like, let's do this thing where uh, it's this opening for a referee came up. Let's do this thing where the ref takes a bump and I call on you to come in the ring and finish the match. I'm like, okay, this has never been done before. So, okay, ref takes a bump. And Zach gestures to me, so I give someone my camera, put on the ref's disgustingly sweaty shirt, and finish the last, like, two minutes of it. And it just started my referee career from there. I, I just recently celebrated my 11-year wrestleversary uh, a couple couple of months ago. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, that's really cool. And that's, like, what like people talk about with, like, uh, like opportunities that pop up in, like, the wrestling business. It's like, don't yeah. ever say no because you never know oh, like, no. what's going to pop up. And just run with it, whatever may may come with it. Yeah, I never, I never, in my wildest dreams, thought it would go that far. And then I refereed for a couple years, and then, you know, they did the evil ref heel turn thing, like with Danny Davis, and I turned into a manager, which again I never thought I did because I always thought I was a nice guy. But apparently, people hate my guts, so uh, it's good that people hate my guts. I was able to turn that to my advantage, and uh, I love managing. It's so much fun. Uh, and I'm actually getting a stable in IWA, which is like really, really cool. I've never had like a stable before. I've managed like one or two people, but I'm getting like a group of people together, which is really cool. And uh, it's just, it's so much fun pissing, pissing the fans off, having them yell at me. And I get to yell back at them and say, you suck and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and say all the things that I can't say in real life. I can say to them in my persona, like, I hate your guts. And, you know, I, to the kids, I say, I stay up as late as I want to. And, I have every video game that, that you don't have and stuff like that. So anything that pisses them off, I just yell at them. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine like, cause it's funny. Cause like, I do love seeing people who are like really good heels that can just like bring like a lot of heat. Cause obviously like as a baby face, your job is to connect with the fans and, and, you know, really get them on your side. And I see a lot, I see a lot of people like not able to connect with the fans as far as the baby face. So like heels, like really have to draw like a lot of heat so they can, you know, make the baby face look really good. But it's always nice to see like a manager and then like uh you know and a heel that can work together that can draw like so much more heat. And then if a baby face is is decent at his job, you know, they can get the crowd to even bring on more heat to those people as well. Yeah, it's it's good to have good chemistry between the face and the heel. And when you work together enough times you just instantly like feel it. And I just try to it's, it's tough when you're a manager sometimes 
to know when to pick and choose your spots in terms of like when to piss off the crowd because you don't want to take away from the action in the ring because uh, you're like the salad dressing of the match. You know, it's like you, you're not the main course. You just want to take any heat that gets on you and transfer it to your guy. So if you piss off the crowd, you want that heat to be transferred onto your guy so that they're pissed off at him. And so therefore, whenever they see me, uh, they get mad at my guy, for example. Yeah. I do like that. And it is a fine line, just like in, in with, mm-hmm. with managers, like being able to like be there without taking too much of the action away mm-hmm. and causing too much trouble. And I, I definitely, I give a good appreciate. I, I give so much appreciation to managers who can do that, but I'm just kind of curious, like when you're walking that line and trying to pick your spots, like how do you normally, how can you tell like, Hey, oh, this would be a good spot. This would be a good time to jump in here and, and do something. Uh, like right after there's, there's two, really good times I can think of the number one time rest hold whenever they're in a rest hold, I, I try to get the crowd into it and whatever. Cause then they're not moving. I'm like, yeah, there's your hero now and get them to say, don't chant for the face. And then they chant for the face or like right after uh, my guy lands a, a powerful move. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Match is over. We got this, you know, something like that. So, and then other times it's just uh, instinct when you, when you think uh, it'll be a good, like if he says something, to you, you, you react to him, or if the face says something to me, I react to him, you know, like that. Or sometimes if the crowd says something, like there's this one guy at uh, IWA who really gets on my, my nerves. I think his name's Tim, and he gets on me. I, I try to give him as much attention as possible so that he can help rile the crowd up. See, if you find someone that really hates your guts or that really reacts, play to that guy, play to that crowd, that section, and then it hopefully spread – to the rest of the uh, the fans, that, that that's that's what I hope to do too. I definitely, I definitely. Uh, the first time I was at IWA, um, I got to wrestle Prince Machiavelli, which is like one of my really good friends, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, we definitely noticed that right away that there was like a group of kids that were on a baseball team that were just sitting in the crowd, and like they were just like they were kind of getting into it. So like I picked one kid out, and I just started talking to that kid. And then all the friends got involved, and then we felt like Prince and I talk about it. We felt like the kids were getting involved, and then like all of a sudden, like there's like a group of people that were right next to them. They started getting involved, and then we could feel the whole like everybody around. It's like a giant circle was like getting involved into it. So by the time that the match ended, they all like popped, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" And then you know we rolled out, and you know I got to hang out with the kids for a little bit longer and and cheer with them and stuff, and they were super excited. And then we kept it moving. But it is definitely, like, hard, like, especially when you're, like, because the crowd's, like, always changing and you're trying to figure out, like, who's that one person that I can connect with? And I know, like, for me, uh, one thing I definitely enjoy doing, especially at IWA, is just running and just sitting next to, like, one of the random kids that's just not seeing, like, they don't know, they never look. And I just run, I just sit next to them, I put my arm around them, and just like, yeah. It's the baby face thing. Like, check me out. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll make and that'll make that kid's day. And that kid will remember that for like a while. It's like, this the wrestler sat next to me. And it's like the coolest thing ever when you're a little kid. It's like, oh my God, I gotta sit next to one of these wrestlers. So they'll remember that. That's you're creating a memory. And that's that's you can't put a price on that. Yeah, and Dave, Dave actually, <laughs> the first time Dave and I got to work, we were actually at HWT. And he ripped this kid's sign, <laughs> this mm-hmm. kid's picture, and like just walked off, right? And this guy, this kid had worked to get an autograph. He ripped it right in front of him and just like walked away. 
And uh, I remember like a kid was in tears. The dad was like talking trash to Dave. And so when I when I uh, hit Dave with my move and like I got the three count on him, uh, I remember looking at that kid and that kid's face was so bright, so happy. And he was like laughing, but he was like also like just teeth and no eyes. Like I couldn't see it. And that's how big his smile was. And I was like, yeah, he did that. I just got to help facilitate this kid's like want. And I thought it was pretty cool. And Dave told me too, like right before he was like, this is going to be a big moment for you, man. So just like make sure you just ham it up. <laughs> and that's why we're in this business, not because of money or, or whatever, but for those moments, for those special moments, when you make, when you make a kid's uh, evening, special he's going to remember that and he's going to remember you and he's going to want to see you he's going to want to see you again because he's going to want to relive that that good memory so you did a good thing there yeah it was cool too because i remember like picking up dave and i was just like say good night dave and then the kid just like <laughs> big big grin mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but then when i got to work with all you guys like obviously like the next step kind of took over and it was like all right so gonna see you and then like you said like you're always like in the crowd's face, like, no, don't do this. And then I'll see mm -hmm. like crowds like going to turn and, and, and mm -hmm. do it. So I'll tell, tell them the opposite of what you want. Don't yeah. cheer for this guy. There's your hero now. Don't do this. I don't want to hear you boo. And hopefully they will, you know. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious, like you said you worked as a wrestler and I'm kind of curious, like what's the worst bump you've taken? Oh God. Uh, when I say worked as a wrestler, I, when I say I've wrestled in air quotes, cause I wouldn't, I guess technically I've wrestled, but it's like Jim Cornette wrestling or Bobby Heenan wrestling. It's supposed to be like, you're so bad. Uh, the worst move I've ever taken was a tombstone pile driver. And I remember I've taken two of them. Uh, the second one didn't look as bad, but it hurt more a few days later. The first one, and the guy is no longer in the business, K.O. Storm. He actually did a jumping, twisting tombstone and... I remember showing this to my wife and like, Ma, like, Hap, look at this. This is so cool. And I showed it to her and she literally punched me in the arm. And I'm like, <laughs> why did you punch me? She's like, I thought you were going to kick out. Why did you show this to me? Don't ever show that to me again. I'm like, okay, well, I'm never going to show that to her again. So I've taken, <laughs> yeah, that, that, the, the tombstone, I've taken two tombstone pile drivers. Uh, on Saturday, I took the, the bump into the buckle. Uh, that's an easy one. Uh, I guess the jumping tombstone would be the worst of the worst bump I've taken. Oh, I, Oh, followed by the choke slam. Cause I've taken a choke slam and thankfully the guy it, uh, took care, took care of me. Uh, so I got, I got, I got lucky at that time, but uh, the choke slam was not fun either. Yeah. That was, that Anybody was in DCW. Anybody who's followed this podcast long enough understands like, uh, like I've worked on like choke slam bumps, like so much after mm -hmm. a certain incident. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we could, we could talk about it post show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious, like post, like, uh, post like an event or like even a match or something. Like, mm -hmm. do you have like that post-match snack, post-match meal that you have to have? Uh, it, to be on the way home, I would stop in a McDonald's to treat myself to chicken nuggets or, or a cheeseburger or something like that. But lately, uh, my diet has improved. Uh, it just kind of fell into it. It's not like I'm going to make my diet better or anything like that. It's just lately it's like, uh, while I was closer, I'll just get a roast beef and cheese on white bread. And that, that's better for you. 
And I used to be able to, I like my big meal used to be nine piece chicken nuggets, large fries, vanilla shake, which bazillions of calories, you know, but as I got older, my body couldn't handle it that well. So I'm like, you know what? There's a Wawa right here. I'll get roast beef and cheese with maybe like a Cinnabon. And, and I, I used to get like a donut as well. I'm like, now I can't even eat the donuts, just roast beef and cheese and the Cinnabon with a coffee to keep me awake for the ride home. Right. That's definitely important. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that like one that drives like like people will drive. Cause I know for me, uh, going to, we'll just start out, you know, IWA, it's like a two and a half hour drive, but there are times where I drive four and a half, five hours, like just for, you know, like a 15 minute match, maybe not even less than that. It might be eight to 10, but yeah, you can call me a wimp or whatnot, but I, I drive two and a half hours for, for DCW. And I, I do that gladly, but Two and a half hours, like three hours is my cutoff. Like I wouldn't drive farther than that just because it's not worth it. And I'm getting old and uh, I am off on Saturdays and I work on Sundays. I could, I could switch the other way, but I don't like having to rush to a show. So it's like, I take all of Saturday off so I can get to the show on time. No problem. But I always have to work on Sundays the next day. I always drive myself. I don't ever drive with anyone just because just all, all the people I know, live in Jersey or Delaware or nowhere near me. So it's like, I never drive to the show with them. It's always me by myself. Mm. So I have to, uh, I have to be careful to stay awake on the ride home, especially if it's like bad weather or something like that. But uh, I've never totaled my car because of wrestling, (laughs) but I have, I have totaled my car, but you gotta be careful because if you're, if you're driving, uh, because I know this one one guy, uh, Ed House, I think, like fell asleep behind the wheel like years ago and messed himself up. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got to be careful because you got to stay like those long drives will kill you if you're not uh, if you're not careful. Yeah, and that's why it's it's always important. One thing I don't think a lot of people do, and and you you kind of said it yourself, right? Like just you're just by circumstance you can't really do it. But always grab people who are going to shows. Like it's always good run in a car four you know three or four deep, and that way someone's always awake with the driver because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's very important because I always tell my friends, I'm like, yo, if you're my co-passenger, if you're in the passenger seat and you're asleep, that is, you're at, I will throw water on you. <laughs> I will make sure you wake up because if I'm driving and I fall asleep, we are all in trouble. So you have to be awake too. Like, you what don't want to in the passenger seat, get in the back. <laughs> no, what you should do is shave one eyebrow off if he falls asleep. <laughs> Just one eyebrow. Yeah, while we're going home. Just... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, one eyebrow. Mm-hmm. You'll learn your lesson, kid. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the business, kid. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the business. So I'm kind of curious, like, what's uh, what's been one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn being in the business? The hardest lesson is uh, nothing is ever given to you. You have to just earn it. I mean, if you expect something, you can't expect something to actually happen. I mean, even if someone says something, don't expect it to actually happen until it actually happens. I'm not, I'm not picking out any particular instance. I'm just saying that some sometimes stuff happens, it's beyond your control, and you have to just learn to go with the flow. And I've learned that until it actually happens, it hasn't happened and it won't happen. Like I was just uh, inducted into the, the DCW Hall of Fame. I wasn't expecting it to happen until it actually happened. I'm like, okay, something could go wrong or this or that or whatever. Uh, you know, like example, IWA, I was like all set for the second show. Then they canceled it and they lost the building or something like that. And I was like, man, I was so excited about this because they're bringing all these guys. And 
they build, they build, you know, the main event for whatever, but stuff happens that's not in anyone's control. You can't control it. You have to go with the flow. So the hardest lesson I've learned is just go with the flow and just accept what you can and don't be mad if something doesn't go the way you expected to, because it's not necessarily anyone's fault. I like that. And that's something like I've had to, I, I've, I've just chosen to go with, I know my trainer has told me that like numerous times, just kind of like let things ride and just, yeah. just let the pieces fall where they may fall. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just cause like when I was in the military, like I knew like where I was going to be, when I was going to do it, like, here's all these lessons that you have to learn. Here's all the things that you have to hit milestones that you have to hit and like getting into pro wrestling. It's similar, but it's different because like you have like the structure, like you're supposed to know, like, Hey, these are things that are going to be happening, like different shows and different booking. But after that, man, just kind of let it ride and just like enjoy the ride more importantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the be- Yeah. The best part is being creative. Like they give you the finish and they give you this, this, like, me being a manager, I don't have too much. I don't have too much uh, say in the match, but I might throw an idea. Okay, what about if we do this or that? And I toss in an idea or two. And if they use that idea, that makes me feel good. Nothing makes me feel good as 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 um, adding to a match or adding to a spot or, or improving something or just making someone look even better than they thought they would. So uh, I, I I like that, but. Uh, just improving things makes me feel good. Oh yeah. I love it too. And then like, I mean, you even had the idea where I was like, <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, throw them up a grenade and like adding to it by you ducking too, because obviously mm-hmm. like that made sense. Like everybody needs to get down because mm-hmm. there's a grenade being thrown in the ring. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if I, if I, if I sell like a little bitch, like, ah, you know, that, that has them laugh at me like, ah, look at that little bitch. Ah, and they laugh at me and, <laughs> They think I'm like a, more of a repulsive individual than I am. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. What kind of advice would you give to like people who want to get into the business, like whether they're managing or they're refereeing? <sighs> okay, uh, high tolerance for pain. Uh, high tolerance. Uh, have a good car that doesn't fall apart. Be ready to make no money at all. To spend lots of money on training, gas, food, tolls, etc. Don't look to make any kind of money at all. This is basically you're putting money into this. It, it's it's nice when you come out ahead, but don't look to make any money at this. Look to have fun. Look to fulfill this as a passion. Uh, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for 11 years in the ring. And I, I can't say I've made like money doing this, but I have lots and lots and lots of great memories. Uh, so do it because you want to do it. Do it because you have a passion for it. Do it because you want to make the business, you, you want to make a mark in the business. You want you want to, I guess, improve it. You want to leave the business better than when you left it. So just do it because you want to and because you're passionate about it, not because uh, I'll just try and see what happens. Don't just try and lock. Be committed to it fully. Yeah, I feel like that's best important in like life lessons as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, be committed. And that's, that's one thing like I hear a lot. And there's something I actually I kind of requoted to uh, one of the student, the new students, right, is that they were kind of nervous about like, taking their first bump. And I was like, listen, if you just start thinking about things and just don't commit to it, you're gonna get hurt. I was like, so just commit and just throw your body to the wind. And so they did. And they hit their first bump. And they're like, Oh, and then I hear him go, 
I kind of like that. <laughs> it's like, we'll do it again. <laughs> oh, the, here's a very, very quick mini story. When my trainer was like teaching us uh, suplexes. Okay. Okay, Craig, I'm going to give you your first suplex. Okay. On the count of three, one, two, boom. I'm like, where's three? It's like, boom, hit me. I was like, ow. That's no, not that bad. Okay. But again, one of the re- one of the reasons why I never became a wrestler is when I would take a suplex, I had a bad habit of spiking my heels. And that hurts. That hurts. So not, not so much the bump on the back is spiking the heels. I kept doing that a lot. Uh, so I can honestly say I would never be like a wrestler just because one thing I respect about any wrestler out there is when you put the match together, it's like, okay, we'll do this, 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 this. So many things to remember. I can't remember all that stuff. I mean, I remember a spot or two as a referee, a spot or two as a manager. I can't put that, like, if I was a referee and the wrestler said, okay, where are we? It's like, I don't remember. There's like (laughs) Matches are really complicated. Anyone who says wrestlers are dumb or stupid, I want to smack across the face because you got to be smart to remember all the stuff that you got to put together. It's okay to forget a, a spot or two and nothing ever goes away. You exactly remember it, but there's a lot of stuff to remember. I mean, if you got to do a promo before the match, have the match and do a promo after the match, that's a lot of stuff to remember. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and I know like there are times where people will tell me they're like, you look lost. I'm like, cause I am. <laughs> cause you're trying to remember. You're trying yeah. to remember. If you, if, if like a, if a non, if a civilian, I guess you say goes into a locker room and looks, it just looks at the wrestlers. You'll, you'll think they're schizophrenic because they're just, they're going through the matches in their heads. They're going like, okay, this, this, that, 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 that. And you're like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just going over the match. And because they're like, blah, 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 blah. and they're, you can see them going through the motions. And you look at them and like, are you schizophrenic or something? What are you mental? What, is, what are you doing? It's like, no, that's how you remember the match. Then I do the same thing. I, I can see myself in the I'm going like this and like this and going through the stuff in my head because that's how you, rem- you remember it. You know? Yeah, I sit back and I'll, I'll, um, I'll, you know, call a match with the person and then I go off to the side and I sit down and then I just visually, I just see myself like going through the match over and over and over again. And then like, by the time we get out there, like it's, it falls apart disastrously. And I just do my best to listen <laughs> to the person. Cause I'm yep. like, yo, I hope you know what we're doing because I, I kind of feel like, uh, you ever see that movie? Uh, what does it call it? Um, the butterfly flag. Flag. Yeah, well, one change, yeah. one change messes everything up. Yeah, yeah, but I think I feel like that part where like Ashton Kutcher like has a flash and then there's the next spot and then he doesn't know what happened in between. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is me probably like two thirds of the match, <laughs> just like, oh, there's this spot. And I'm like trying to figure out, like how did we get here? Like, oh yeah, it's this spot. <laughs> well, like, the, the, the beauty of that, the beauty of that is that the fans don't know <laughs> when you mess up. Right, it, it, you can make it look good. As long as the fans don't know you messed up, then you didn't mess up. Exactly. And that's why I, I think I pride myself on being able to like to listen really well to like other veterans and stuff like that. Just because mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, like just if you know exactly where we are, just guide me through and I will I I can I'll barely hear you, but mm-hmm. I just instantly hit whatever you're like asking me to hit. So it mm-hmm. kind of works out. And that's why I'm, I'm glad I'm grateful to be around like a lot of the talents that I am because like obviously I've only been in for like just over two years and so just to be able to listen to people and just kind of absorb everything really quickly and then just react as like this it, it makes it easy for for me to just follow 
two years now. That explains that green tinge to your skin. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> there's, there's no secret to it. So I'm kind of curious. You've been around like a lot of different locker rooms. So what mm-hmm. I do need is one do and one don't of the locker room. Okay, one do. Always shake everyone's hand. Always shake everyone's hand and, and be respectful. Uh, one don't is don't interrupt any deep conversations. If you see they're having a deep conversation, just wait. You know, wait until they stop talking before you, you go and talk to them. Or even when you introduce yourself, wait until they're, they're done talking, especially the veterans. If they're going over their match, wait until they're done talking before you approach them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But those are all my heavy hitting questions. But we do got to get into the second best segment of this podcast. And you're probably wondering what's the first. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. So you guys go check those out. But Mr. Craig, this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. This is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And okay. uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. So it's whatever comes into my head. Yep, whatever comes okay. in your head. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! I and see it. here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Princess Bride. Let's go. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite color? Red. X-Men or the Avengers? Avengers. Favorite submission? Figure four. TikTok or Instagram? God. Uh, TikTok. Uh, there you go. All Instagram lovers. Uh, he'll give you his handles in a little bit. I don't do uh, any of those. So. <laughs> oh, everybody on social media. No. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Uh, something to wrestle with. Yes. Let's go. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Uh. uh... Dave, Dave Brower from uh, he has his own podcast. I'd like to see him on your podcast. Okay. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> A good F bomb is yes. what you need in this life. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I tell people I'm trying to get this video to go reviral again, but it's called The History of the F Word. I think it's like the greatest two minutes and 39 seconds that anybody could experience anywhere <laughs> okay so, i'll definitely send you a link so that way you can enjoy it just as much as i, I do <laughs> I, i'd be curious yes but uh those are all my questions i have so the last thing i need to ask is mr craig can you let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you uh okay well you can find me on facebook under just my name craig prendergast i mean Honestly, there's a crazy listing on Facebook, but I never, ever, ever, ever use it. I don't know how to delete it because I'm very pretty much computer illiterate. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Instagram. I don't do do any of that stuff. Just look for me on Facebook under my name, Craig Prendergast. That's where you can uh, hit me up if you want to book me for refereeing, managing, whatever. I don't do photography anymore. That's kind of... Yeah, not not fun anymore for me. But uh, I'll referee, I'll manage if uh, I have an open date and if the money's right and uh, if I just want to work for the promotion. So you can find me Facebook. There you go. He gave you where you can find him on Facebook. So you know what that means. It's like every good part of a wrestling match 
We got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering. And like I said, I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And as your... The pen's up. That means go home. (laughs) And as your Sherpa, it's never about me because I need to have my own Sherpa who can be there, who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than I can. So, you know, you see him right next to me. He's right there. It's Craig Z. Listen, you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. Who would be better than me? Because who knows? Who would be better than me? What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Three Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So, show us some support, please.